Now, conditions in central Illinois are, from a mathematical perspective, interesting, and from a tennis perspective, bad. The summer heat and wet mitten humidity, the grotesquely fertile soil that sends grasses and broad leaves up through the quartz surface by main force, the midges that feed on sweat, and the mosquitoes that spawn in the field's furrows and in the conferva-choked ditches that box each field, night tennis next to impossible because the moths and crap gnats drawn by the sodium lights form a little planet around each tall lamp, and the whole lit court surface is a flutter with spastic little shadows. But mostly wind. The biggest single factor in central Illinois' quality of outdoor life is wind. There are more local jokes than I can summon about bent weather vanes and leaning barns, more downstate sobriquets for kinds of wind than there are in Malamut for snow. The wind had a personality, a poor temper, and apparently agendas. The wind blew autumn leaves into intercalated lines and arcs of force so regular you could photograph them for a textbook on Kramer's Rule and the cross-products of curves in three-space. It molded winter snow into blinding truncheons that buried stalled cars and required citizens to shovel out not only driveways but the sides of homes. A central Illinois blizzard starts only when the snowfall stops and the wind begins. Most people in Philo didn't comb their hair because why bother? Ladies wore those plastic flags tied down over their parlor jobs so regularly I thought they were required for a real classy coiffeur. Girls on the East Coast outside with their hair hanging and tossing around looked wanton and nude to me. Wind, wind, etc., etc. The people I know from outside it distill the Midwest into blank flatness. Black land and fields of green fronds or five o'clock stubble, gentle swells and declivities that make the topology a sadistic exercise in plotting quadrics, highway vistas so same and dead they drive motorists mad. Those from Indiana, Wisconsin, northern Illinois think of their own Midwest as agronomics and commodity futures and corn detasseling and bean-walking and seed company caps, apple-cheeked Nordic types, cider and slaughter and football games with white fog banks of breath exiting helmets. But in the odd central pocket that is Champaign-Urbana, Rantoul, Philo, Mahomet Seymour, Mattoon, Farmer City, and Tolona, Midwestern life is informed and deformed by wind. Weather-wise, our township is on the eastern upcurrent of what I once heard an atmospherist in brown tweed call a thermal anomaly, something about southward rotations of crisp air off the Great Lakes and muggy southern stuff from Arkansas and Kentucky miscegenating, plus an odd dose of weird zephyrs from the Mississippi Valley three hours west. Chicago calls itself the Windy City, but Chicago, one big windbreak, does not know from a true religious-type wind. And meteorologists have nothing to tell people in Philo, who know perfectly well that the real story is that to the west, between us and the Rockies, 
there is basically nothing tall, and that weird zephyrs and stirs joined breezes and gusts and thermals and downdrafts and whatever out over Nebraska and Kansas and moved east like streams into rivers and jets and military fronts that gathered like avalanches and roared in reverse down pioneer ox trails toward our own personal unsheltered asses. The worst was spring, boys' high school tennis season, when the nets would stand out stiff as proud flags and an errant ball would blow clear to the easternmost fence, interrupting play on the next several courts. During a bad blow, some of us would get rope out and tell Rob Lord, who was our fifth man in singles and spectrally thin, that we were going to have to tie him down to keep him from becoming a projectile. Autumn.